0: episode 146 of the good stuff kids podcast i'm your host mike mason and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families and on today's show i talked to papa siama and auntie dallas about their beautiful record for families called the land of Yangalele. and the song you just heard that little clip was called ko yimbi ko And you can hear the whole song at the very end of this episode, and you'll appreciate it a lot more as you hear Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas talk about all of the instruments that they use to make this record, like the thumb piano, which is so cool and sounds so great on this song. So should we get to it? Should we hear from Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas? I think so. But before we do, if you need to reach me, you can always email me, Mike, at com or find me on social media, the at symbol, then goodstuffpod. All of the episodes that have come before this one are available on my website. It's www.goodstuffpod.com. So find it, and if you would be so kind to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Just tell a friend, you know, do a tag, do a share, let a friend know that there's a podcast out there where we are talking to people who are making great, great stuff. I mean, you know, good stuff, but great, great stuff for kids and families. It would mean a lot. Thanks a lot. Here is Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas. Awesome. Okay. It is. Very very exciting to welcome Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. How are you all today? We are doing good. Hey, it's
1: great to be here. Yeah.
0: It's good to it's good to be with you. Um we are we are uh we are live on video, but we're not recording the video. But um you can see that I'm in my mobile studio, also known as my family van. And where are you guys right now? Right now we are in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: We're in our living room.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: We just had um, yeah. show this morning, and now we were just working in the yard, and we were just getting the yard ready to enjoy for the summer.
0: Okay. Is it, What's the weather there? I mean, this is important stuff.
1: <laughs> it's super hot. It, it hit the 90s yesterday. Whoa.
0: Uh, uh, a
1: month ago, we had snow.
0: Yeah, I bet there was quite a bit of snow a couple months ago. Interesting. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. So... <laughs>
0: So we are we're, we're going to talk about um your new record that's a couple months yeah. is a couple months old at this point I don't want to I'm not exactly sure but um but also just to hear a little bit about your your background because it that's what I love to do. I love to get to know people and I love to hear where you're coming from and what makes uh what 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 is important to you. So I guess since there's two of you you'll each get a turn and I'm excited about this. So Yes. I'll I'll let you do rocks paper scissors to figure out who goes first. But I'd love to hear where you come from and and a little bit of your musical journey. Ah, uh, okay. I'll
2: start but I I came from a country called Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo. I was born and raised in a small place, a very small place. Who, Playing music was like uh, you are losing your way of life. They don't want to encourage that. Uh, well, as a professional,
1: but, but, yes. you, but playing music was something you all did every day. Yes, but Like did. you sang together and mm-hmm. played together,
2: right? But then you wanted to be as a professional. Yeah. As, as every parent will want, like a, a kid to be a doctor, <laughs> thing like that. But when I reached like 12, I was like, uh, I think I want to be a musician. <laughs> so, the only way I can be a musician is not bring a friend's guitar because my dad was chef at the same So, I went to a priest and told the priest to give me a guitar. And I knew my dad would not touch that. So, then I did that. The priest give me a guitar, but they told me, find a teacher for yourself. But then I tried to teach myself, I didn't know how to tune, it was hard, hard, I would learn through radio and try to learn some through radio with not knowing how to tune the guitar. That was a very hard
0: thing. I that's, right? <laughs> that's difficult. It's difficult to play the guitar without knowing how to tune it. That's a big deal. It's like an overlooked aspect of learning to play, I think. Yeah, yeah
1: imagine if there's a the song you're learning you never get to learn the first part because by the time the,
2: the song is playing on the radio you're grabbing for your guitar yeah, right exactly exactly yeah so that was my beginning of uh being interested being a musician listening to the radio and i want to be like those other musicians who i'm hearing like, i want to be like them, and my dad would be like i want you to I go to school and see somebody, either be a
1: friend
2: or a lawyer.
1: I'm like, no! <laughs> 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 <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no! I want to be a musician myself. So I learned to uh, stuff by myself we the wrong way. And then when I reached uh, in the age of moving out from my parents, I went to at the big city. And I found out everything I learned was wrong. But then, people I met in Gishasa, nice little band was famous so at the time for younger people, they loved me. They said, Oh, you know what? We're going to have what we do. You are close. We will just direct you to the right way to do this kind of stuff. Okay. Like,
1: really? Okay. Hey, so the whole time he was teaching himself to play guitar and he learned all those songs off the radio, he didn't know that you need to tune the guitar. So when he got to the big city and joined that young band, they explained to him that he was out of tune and so he had to tune it and then teach himself all over. Oh my he...
0: gosh, unbelievable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they gave him a good break. Yeah, they
2: gave me a good break and I always been wondering, like,
1: why
2: do these people love me? Usually when you come... From a smaller place, they want kind of show you like you are nothing to them. But they're just like, we love you. Yeah, maybe just because I was very humble and uh, listening and loving to themselves. So uh, I played with them several years. And I became better at it. And then we got a job and work going to Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that job... Took I me mean, from being somebody just depending friends. I just try to be like myself, like a, a musician who do uh, like a professionally now. You yeah. know because yeah, I lived in Uganda for a well while and then moved to Kenya again. I'm just trying to make it shorter because must be
0: long story. This is, I mean, it's fascinating.
2: It's fascinating. Yeah. 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 And then I lived in Kenya for many years, bringing East Africa. Kenya is in East Africa, so we did music. And then we said Kenya was like home at the time. We'll go outside, like in Japan, go back to Kenya. Uh, Go to Dubai, go back to Kenya, like home. Mm -hmm. And I
0: came here in 1995. So you came to the States in 95? Yes. And did you go right to Minnesota? Yes, right to Minnesota. And
2: when I came here, everything was good, because it was April. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh
0: Uh-huh. They tricked you. They tricked you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. They tricked me. I'm like, wow, this weather is good. not too hot. It's in the middle. (laughs) It's just like, yeah. Yeah, then nobody was talking about no to me. <laughs> and then uh, when the season changed, that was the nineteen ninety six. It was like very bad. No, and cold. So I was like, a, one day I was playing with my pet son, and like, oh look that! I'm like, look what! Oh, then I look up like, what is this stuff? He <laughs> said, oh. You didn't know? I'm like, oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> they were, were slapsy, and he's eating them when they reach on his hand. Yeah,
3: he's,
2: he's, yeah we're like, ah, oh, love it. Then he's like, oh, they didn't tell you. This place gets very cold, And then she ran to so uh, his mom. and Mom, you don't see how much the weather know. <laughs> I'm
1: like,
2: yeah, what is that you guys joking? And then... She just started laughing. Yeah, we get more here. And sometimes it's very cold. I'm like, oh,
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're in Minnesota. You're doing yes. Minnesota things. You see snow for the first time. Yes. Did you come to the States with the intention of, of being a
4: musician?
2: Yes. I, I was. My intention was to be a musician. And then when I came here, things was of hard, you know. I didn't find people who can do music. I do.
0: Yeah.
2: And I was like, hmm, uh, maybe I, I shouldn't give up being a musician. Then uh, the ex-wife said, no, you don't have to give up. And they learn some things here and then maybe, in a long way you can do you can find yourself doing working with the other people in the bands here. I'm like, oh really? And then that I did. Try to to learn, listen to the music, what they do. I'm like, ah oh, then I start understanding like music is music.
4: I can hear our
2: own music in this music too. Some stuff is really just same as what back home we play.
4: So right when, right when you moved here, almost yeah. started playing um, like folk music and even some country music, some bluegrass music. Those are really big up in Minnesota. Yeah. But he started learning reggae and calypso and Latin music as well. Yeah. And um, when we met, I think in 96, we were both yeah. in the same international dance band together. Cool. So that was a band where he got to learn a lot of different styles yeah. of music. Um, and then over the years, he just... Instead of being kind of like um, a well-known go-to studio guy, guitarist, that people knew his name and he had a really great career in Minnesota, he was like, well, at least I'm still playing music, even though I'm just on the side of all these different bands and I'm Mm -hmm. not really succeeding. Nobody knows who I am, but at least I'm playing. And so that was, he kind of resigned himself to the fact that his glory days were kind of in the past. And um, in... 2014 we applied for him to get a fellowship and he tried to dissuade me from doing that because he said those kind of awards aren't for people like him and he means, you know, just humble guys who don't really have much going on and he said those are for like classical musicians and cellists and violinists And but we tried it and he got it and when he went to, a, to do the audition he was supposed to You know, it was a very important audition for a very important esteemed award. Mm -hmm. And instead of playing electric guitar and playing the style he'd always played, he sat down and he wore a really regal garment and uh, he played acoustic guitar and he wrote new material just for the audition. A lot of people wouldn't ever try that, but he did. He got it. And from there, yeah, it was fantastic.
0: that's great.
4: So then I started managing him and trying to find him solo gigs, and it was really challenging at first. And in, in 2014 and 15, we just did a lot of stuff for um, for nothing, or for just a little bit of cash here and there. But we just were building the material, and we were loving what it sounded like, and our little audience loved it. And one day, Siam and I were busking. Outside of Target Field,
0: mm-hmm. and um, are you hearing us? Your yeah. video,
4: just yeah, okay. All good. All good. All right. We were busking outside of Target Field, and um, just standing there with a, I was playing you and he was playing guitar, and we're just standing there, just playing. And this little girl and her mom came up, and the girl was maybe two years old. Right, yeah, he was two years old.
2: Yeah.
4: And she grabbed when we. I wasn't watching. She grabbed a shaker out of my basket. And started shaking and dancing and singing, and we looked down and she was so adorable, and her mom was delighted and said, "Do you guys do kids' music?"
0: Oh, that's the moment! Yes,
4: moment you know, that changed her yeah. whole life. Yeah, So. A two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: that's. Uh, I mean, that's. Amazing, like that. You can pinpoint it to that exact moment yeah. when when you.
4: moment, because. Um, the mother said, um, do you do kids' music? And of course, we were like, well, we can, you know. Yeah. And she works in a market, and they needed us to play once a month for our little toddlers. And so that was in, I think, 2006, mm. late, 15 uh, or early 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so then once we started doing that, we started writing material just for them, and that kept leading to more and more kids' shows, and now it's mostly what we do.
0: Awesome. So, so Auntie Dallas... What, do you have a musical journey
4: thank you for asking yeah yes. just like Siyama um, I started singing when I was really young and I got my first guitar when I was 12 and I, I also went through a lot of permutations and um, migrations to music I, I played folk and rock and punk and new wave and I studied classical which really helped me to learn how to sing in Siamese languages, because Kikongo, Swahili, and Lingala are enunciated exactly like Latin languages. Wow. So who knew when I was studying vocal performance that it was going to bring me into singing African music? Mm-hmm. Um then Then later, I did jazz, funk, and jazz, and bossa nova, and um, soul music, and blues, and um, I have a couple records on iTunes and Amazon and stuff um, under Dallas Johnson. Okay. Um, but I, my life took a different turn where I was doing corporate work and I was really unhappy. And then here, Siyama was playing music that wasn't his own, and he wasn't fulfilled. And so when we applied for that McKnight and we started doing kids stuff, and Siyama started getting grants,
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, our career started taking off to the point where I was able to quit my job in 2015. To do music with Sienna
0: full time. Thumbs up to living the dream. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So and then
4: that happened. Everything, like literally, the week after I quit my 20-year job, within one week was when that little girl.
0: Wow. Just yeah. Some things, some things you can't predict. Some things the universe yeah. just makes happen. That's an amazing thing. So, yeah. so tell me about, uh, tell me about the record. Tell me about this this beautiful, amazing record.
4: Oh, I'm so glad you like it. The land of Yangalele.
2: Yeah, the land of Yangalele. Yangalele means happiness in my home uh, language, village language. Yeah. because and one day I told Dallas, like Mama used to tell us, I can't give you everything something i can fulfill you but i can't give you everything like make you happy you have to have have that inside you because if you choose uh, natural uh, just things to make you happy maybe it won't gonna happen but you have to have you already owning it and spread it to people so that's why she was like ah maybe we should use the younger <laughs> i thought
0: that's a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful sentiment. So, are these are these original songs, or are some of them traditional songs? Like, is there a mix? How does that play out?
2: The original song. There's just one song uh, we used to sing when we were little. But then it wasn't enough. Like maybe two two phrases only or three.
3: I, we have to add another idea
4: for that. So he took yes. like a seed yes. of a childhood song that he remembered, yes. and it's Monkey Game. Yes.
3: Yes. Um,
4: so he remembered the story and the song, but it was such a short little song. Yes. So we were like, let's make it a whole song. And yes. so he told me the story and I wrote the English lyrics. Yes. And so we recorded Monkey Game and then he put he put the traditional part in the middle so we could still honor that.
3: Yeah. And
4: uh, that was the story about... um. Kids who are playing in the jungle and they're yeah. playing monkey game and jumping around in the trees and having fun and they don't notice that the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. So they're so frightened and wondering what to do, but they ha- they kept their heads together yes. and they they just thought logically, how do we get out? And they noticed that the cows had made a trail, so they followed the yeah. cow trail and it led them home in time for dinner. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I I love that. You know that that means a lot. To, I mean, we've never met, but. Yeah that means a tremendous amount to me just in terms of like a song from your childhood yeah. that, that you, you can adapt and you can share and then it can impact a, a new generation and they can, I, I just think that that's a tremendous gift. So um, thanks for including that song on the uh, record. Um, another thing that I love is, so I'm a, I, I play percussion. I, I, I played djembe and yeah. so i i heard a lot of sounds that i love yeah. in the record but that that a lot of people may not know so yeah. so what are some of the the sort of more the traditional instruments that that can be found like there's I'm, i don't want to give it away but you know like the thumb piano which is an amazing yeah. sound so what are some of the the more traditional instruments that you used to to create this record
2: those thumb piano and balafon oh. Balafon. It's kind of like uh, like a xylophone, but wooden. Uh huh. Yeah, we have a small one. I think Dallas is gonna just show it <laughs> Show me, yeah. Yeah. So we use
4: play a couple
0: notes. Yeah, play a couple <laughs> things.
4: Yeah, they can't see that on the recording. So well, play maybe. Them
0: a- yeah. Well, we'll t- we'll talk about how we're gonna do that. But yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> awesome. That yeah. was the battle
2: song. And then the Kali the,
4: the,
0: the Bike. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that just has such an amazing sound. Um, I love yeah, that. Great. I love that sound. So, and then Another a lot of. One. What, yeah? Oh,
4: um. Sorry for interrupting. No, okay. Another one of the instruments looks like this one, but it has five big tines, and instead of being handheld, it's actually a big, huge wooden box that you sit on. You sit on. And then you just pluck the five like doom, 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 doom. Is that more
0: of, like more of a bass kind of thing?
4: Yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. And that one is called a Roomba box, which is interesting because Roomba. You know, has roots in Congo as well,
0: right? And like, like that's a stylistic, like a style of music, right? It has. Rumba. Yeah, uh,
4: yeah. Rumba is a style. There's a Congolese Roomba and a Cuban Roomba. and then this box is called is from Jamaica. I bought it in Jamaica, and it's called a Roomba Box.
0: Cool. Well, wow. we use that in the CD
4: recording. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and then and then like percussion instruments. Yeah. Um, amazing! Wow. Yeah. Cool.
4: New uh, <laughs> shakers that we bought in Congo.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, you know, when we were in Congo, a, a lot of times people have, you know, you hear really negative things about Congo in the news. But nations aren't their governments and their wars. Nations are really the people who live there. Right. And when we were in Congo together, we weren't doing music together yet. But um, I was so amazed by the kindness and love and openness and just... <laughs> Uh, yeah. The sense of humor of the people, and I was just really blown away by the people. Yeah. And I, and you know, in the evenings, the sun goes down, and where we his family is, there's no electricity. So it was just so beautiful to sit out on a mat under the stars and just sing together, yeah. and tell stories, and tap your leg, and somebody would get up and start spontaneously dancing while the family's harmonizing. And I'm like, is this real? So um, I'm actually crying as I'm telling uh. you. So I, as on the way home, I said, Siama, what can we do to change what people say about your country? How can we get what is what we experience out in the world? And we didn't realize, but within a couple of years, we would be able to do what we're doing, and I feel like that's a really important part of Land of Yangalele, because people usually wouldn't think of Congo as the land of happiness, right?
0: Yeah, but the, pe-
4: true. the people deserve to be known that way. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and I think that that's so important because i've not been right and all i know is what i hear on the hear and see on the news but like yeah. to to hear the the heart and soul all right so this is like big time like we're getting a little deep here but like you know yeah. to hear the heart and soul of the music or, or of the people through the music and and to share that aspect of the cultures it's extremely important it's extremely yeah. important and it's, it's important not just for people like me who are like, you know, want to experience everything in the world and hear all the music and things, but like for kids to hear that most yeah. importantly and to know that like, you know, Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas are, are, are representing like this, like heart and love and like for this people and for this land is really, really impactful. And I assume that that comes out when you all are performing.
4: Yeah. definitely and we have puppets and a puppet theater and so we can tell stories and um and i just i love that the kids that we're touching will walk away and when they hear congo again they yeah. have something to tie yeah. it to that's yeah. positive or they yeah. have more context so it may, maybe we'll make them question especially the older like middle school kids yeah. when they read about congo in the news they can they can have a better context for it
0: right and you, yeah. yeah, and you can and you represent. Do you pr- perform for middle school age kids? Because I think it's, I think it's universal, yeah. right? And yeah. I, I, you're, you should not be. I'm, I'm wagging my finger at people if they think that you're limited <laughs> to like elementary. But I think that like, I'm glad to hear that you spend time with middle school age kids and and yeah. have that ability to present the stuff. So, um, wow, really amazing and really profound and really cool and. Yeah. And the Thank album you. sounds beautiful. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So I guess like I want I want people to listen to it, you know. And I think that your story is incredible, and and I think that people should find you and follow you to the ends of the earth. So how oh, can we? Uh, uh, <laughs> how can we? How can we find you and how can we follow you? Like Facebook or or whatever, you know. It, it's really weird for me to go from talking about like. You know, like uh, thumb piano and seeing you with the instruments and like this profound like cultural impact that you can have <laughs> to be like, So like what's your Instagram? But you know, unfortunately <laughs> it's like part of the thing. So how how can we find you and follow you?
4: Well so Siam is easy to find because his he is Siama music everywhere. And it's S I A M A music on Insta, YouTube, um, just everywhere, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, even um, Siamamusic.com, um, um, he's on just all of the platforms you can imagine as Siamamusic.
0: Nice. Well, this has been so good, and I feel like we could do this all day, and I want to <laughs> do this all day. But uh, uh, you know, time constraints being what they are, so I can't thank you guys enough for sharing your story, for bringing out the instruments. Like I, it touched my heart. It was awesome to see and awesome to be able to share this time with you. Thank you so much. Oh,
4: thank you. I thank wish you. we could jam with you. Oh, that would
0: be really fun someday. Someday. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that I like that one. I like that one. I love talking to Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas, and hearing the whole story, getting the whole, the whole picture. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Here is Ko Yimbi Ko from the album "The Land of Yangalele by Papa Siama and Auntie Dallas. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very, very, very soon. When
3: to
4: scare you,
3: Com oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh we motifamouza kuva tava mama, bongele mama Me todo y todo.